The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 277. I tell you, still feels like episode one with all the goddamn technical garbage happening in this room. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Powerhouse, a.k.a. Ryan Clements, a.k.a. <laughs> oh man, I had a Jawa. Now give me a Yipcha. Yipcha. All right. Uh, next to him, the Dark Knight of News. Come on. You're, you usually say my name after that part. Andrew Goldfarb. That's me. My mic works. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Beyond. How you guys doing? I'm fine, man. How are you? Not bad. Good. It's a little uh, bit of a later show today. Well, it's sure. early. It's early. Early if you count it. It's about 20 Monday. hours early. Monday. We're recording oh, on a Monday. I we're going to post it on okay. Tuesday, so I no see. one's any of the wise. Yeah, you ruined the illusion. Well, we're all big on the illusion here. <laughs> <laughs> we really like wanna... when there's a mistake and it's like, hey, so anyway, got... And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we break an embargo. Uh, uh, Goldfarb, what's the most interesting thing you've written today? Um, Probably the Crytek thing, but that'll be in the Roper Report. Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation Podcast. It's also the number one PlayStation Podcast on that internet. Thanks for your support. Let's jump right into it. What is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Can't do it. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Right. Right. Affairs. <laughs> can't do it. I can't. I, look at your watch. I can't do it. Seven items on the list this week. Ooh. Oh, man. Number one, Superbot Entertainment, the developer behind PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, has hit, been hit by layoffs. In a statement, Sony confirmed that they made, quote, a reduction in Superbot's workforce, end quote, and that the studio and Sony remain committed to post-launch DLC for the game. Our best wishes go out to all those affected by the layoffs. Ryan S. writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can to be part of the show. He's from Buffalo, New York, by the way. This is Ryan no S. from Buffalo, New York. Lake Effect Snow. Similar to Ryan C. from yes. Buffalo, New York. Very true. Or Powerhouse. Hey, guys. The recent announcement of layoffs at Superbot got me thinking. Could this just be them making room for those that just got hired? Remember, we had a story a while back about Superbot maybe hiring for a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2. Also, is this becoming an industry trend? Should those in the gaming industry expect to stay with the studio only as long as a game is in development? Lately, it seems that once a game is released, the studio makes cuts. Should those studios just hire temporarily? Thanks, Beyond, Ryan S. Well, Ryan, I know I don't think people got hired and they're firing in the same sense. I don't, it, it's not one or the other, right? It's not, it's not making, the same breath. Not yeah. making room for the they, new They also people. still have job listings on their site. Like, I mean, we asked Sony if those were still valid but they never got back to us mm, 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 mm. and then he talks about you know is this a new thing this has been a thing for a long time i think it's just one of those yep. things now things are with twitter and social media you know you got the instagrams you got your touting you got all these other things people are just all over the place what is that it's a uh, it's touting? this thing that's dead now remember tout? Uh, the, now there's vine yeah vine just killed we used it in e3 we used tout at e3 a little bit we did yeah and wwe tried something but that's a separate mm. story um, no, this has been happening for a long, long time. You have this giant, you're basically, when you're in production, you're, you're ramping up, you get, you know, you go from pre-production to production, you ramp up and get all these people. And then once the game's released, it becomes this, well, now we're going to wind down until we figure out what nowadays post content, what's going to happen with the next game. Is there going to be a sequel? Stuff like that. What the next project is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while it sucks, I think 
you know, you talk about is it new to people. I think people expect it in a way, right? It seems like that way to me. If I was working at a studio now, I would totally expect our game ship. Now we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I remember it famously happened, famously for me, obviously, for DC Universe Online. A whole bunch of people got let go, and then they kept the people basically on to make sure everything was running and put out more DLC, work on their DLC. But since it wasn't, they were, they were ramping up to a giant launch day a time to go. Yep. Yeah, and I don't think that they were ever clear about um, the nature of the jobs that they let go. Um, I know that Superbot exploded in size um, in the last year of development and that these people were probably brought on to make sure the game was done in time and that it might have these might have been inherently temp jobs. Anyway, we don't know the nature, right. in other words, of if their contracts were up or what happened. They basically, Sony basically just said that they, they made a reduction in their workforce. Yeah, and we um, don't know exactly. We don't know, number one, the extent of the layoffs. And number two, don't forget that Superbot was literally built for this game. Mm-hmm. So now that this game is shipped, you know, if they have projects that are smaller in scope in mind for the future or there are any number of reasons why they might have reduced the workforce indeed and i i still think um indeed. i still think we're going to get a sequel and oh yeah and cool. i think that the studio is going to do it so um, but even that let's i mean let's say for i would imagine it's playstation 4 right playstation mm-hmm. 4 launches this fall you figure most games are on a two-year cycle so you figure they're going to support it probably for the next year with dlc be working the first one yeah i'm sorry for the first one so you have active you people are actively mm-hmm. making those characters stages whatever what have you but in that background, then you're on pre-production on the game. So you don't need that giant staff. You're not working on this new infrastructure yet for Orbis or whatever. Right. You're basically kicking around your ideas, figuring out what's going on, take community feedback, stuff like that. So you have a small team making content you know, on a character-by-character basis and then worrying about the rest. Yeah, I mean, it sucks in a sense, but I mean, this is the nature of business in a way, especially with a studio that just started. They have no back catalog. They have no clout, really. Um, tout? They have no tout. That's yeah. right. And so, I ain't got no tout videos. And as a, sec- and as a second party, that's <laughs> totally Sony funded. Sony's not going to just, you know, Sony's not going to just, you know, I, I assume pe- keep people around that aren't needed. Maybe they'll be hired back. I'm sure that you know a lot of ta- a lot of talented people did work at that studio, and so I'm, you know, hopefully they'll find work soon and stuff like that. But unfortunately, like you said, this is the nature of game development. It has been, you know, for for as long as I can remember. I mean, for studios that don't have a lot of funding or backing or aren't owned by a, you know by a first party. As it were. And even those studios suffer. Yeah. So. I think people are probably... It sucks to say, but I think you'd be used to it. You know what I mean? Unless you're yeah. a higher up, you're, you're in one of these like clutch positions that can't go anywhere. I think you're, you, know, you know it can happen. And I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to believe people know it's coming in a way. Like You, you look at Starhawk, right? When uh, Dylan Joe had a tweet that, he, you know, that there was going to be layoffs at uh, Lightbox Interactive. You know, he gave his people a heads up. And I, I would imagine even before that, there had to have been talk of like, well... We're going to work on these like mobile games or these smaller games. We're going to be doing something different here. We don't need the giant console staff. Yeah, and, and you know, I think as you become, uh, you know, a studio that puts out a lot of AAA games, and you, you know, like when's the last time we ever heard anything about Naughty Dog reducing their, their workforce, or whatever? Right. You know, it's like but Sony, and, Sony, and they're a good example that they have two teams going at all times, right? And they're constantly yeah. being ripped up, like from one project to the next. You assume and yeah. going back and forth. It's but weird. They all just got fired, though. That's, like, that's what just we just heard earlier that's, that's, this afternoon. That's terrible. It's a terrible yeah, thing. It's terrible. But I think that you have to get to that that Not level. True. You know, just like with three, four, three, or <laughs> studios that make huge games. Like you get to that level where hopefully, like you always have the next thing, Bungie or the guys that make. You know, the studio, all the studios that work on Call of Duty. Like you don't hear about reductions in those guys staff because they have the next thing all the time and so i have i really have no doubt that you know we don't know anything but i really have no doubt the superbot's not going to work you know they're going to work on a sequel great band sure. by the way that no doubt yeah, yeah. tragic kingdom was a yeah, contributing, they're they're contributing a lot today Clint. their beginning was really good <laughs> more <laughs> than you buddy number two oh fight number two if you want a playable demo for the last of us you won't be late waiting very long Sony's confirmed that God of War Ascension, which launches on March 12th in the States, March 13th in Europe, and March 14th in Australia, will come packed with a playable demo for the game. The Last of Us is due out in early May exclusively on PlayStation 3. Exclusive. Speaking of Naughty Dog. So go. that's kind of cool. Yeah. We haven't even played it yet. Nope. I hope that changes soon. Me too. Do you, now, do you hey, think Colin, this is going to be... Why can't we record the show on Tuesday? We're traveling. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wonder where I'm going. I wonder where I'm going. We're going to separate places, and then we're meeting up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're flying to a different place than I'm flying. To. We're flying to the same place. Yeah. But I'm and going. You're staying to su- at a different place. Yeah. Well, we're going no, to different. We're going. Well, we're going. We're doing different things, and then we're going to be doing the same thing, and then you're going to be doing something, and I'm not going to. We be doing are a something. married couple. That's you been guys married are, sixty years. You guys are covert. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's mission impossible. Seeing a lot of stuff. Seeing a lot of stuff. I te- I tease what I was doing. Well, very vaguely tease what I'm doing. But I'll have some cool stories to tell when I get back. Mm. I'm going to disavow any I knowledge see. of your actions. Okay. When you guys well, leave. you guys... back these fat SingStar exclusives. We'll see who's laughing. <laughs> I'll, I'll be laughing. <laughs> Do you think um, um, this Last of Us demo is going to be the same as the E3 demo? Probably. But playable? Yeah. I don't think it will be. 
Yeah. You think something different? I think it'll be different. I, I think that whenever I game. think that whenever we don't know if we're going to get to play the game, you know, anytime sooner. But I assume that when we the first thing we get to play is this going to be the same thing on the demo. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's going to be the same as what we've already seen. If that is. That sucks. I mean, because that is all we've seen. See, I, I don't think it sucks. Yeah, exactly. I, I would prefer that. Like, I don't really want to see anything else. I, th- I think it's. I think it will be because usually what you see in these single player demos when they finally put them out are things that have already been shown to the public, and I think it'll be that because it's already known. Yeah, this is a whole game about the unknown. So, in the, like, not to mention there's stuff different to do in there, right? We, you know, you saw the E3 demo which went real fast, and there's that 15 minute extended demo. I'm sure there's more stuff to screw around and go poke around and figure Definitely. out. Definitely, I'm excited. Regardless, me too. Irregardless. What if that what if that game's just garbage? That would be funny. It'd be sad. It would, It'd be sad, but it'd be I, I feel like It'd be, it would bookend the PS3's life cycle perfectly. You start with Lair, you end with another Lair. <laughs> like but it. I mean, like it's almost one of those things where is that even really possible? It, you know what I mean? I, like, I, like, I totally think it is. I think really? it is. I think it is so incredibly unlikely yeah. that mm-hmm. it happening would be a real shock that would destroy that studio if this game i mean like any creative work even the most talented people have ups and downs and especially an ambitious project can go wrong Mm. and it's funny you say that too because the studio has never had a down so like when is it when is except for maybe jack team racing or whatever which is still considered a good game right so it's like when when is this one of these or jack x racing was called right when when are yeah like i guess like just mathematically it would have to happen at some point but maybe not it's one of those things where I, I agree with Clements. I think it's possible. I think it's unlikely. You know what I mean? It's, you know, they have such a good studio put together. They have such great minds working on it. But I've been burned before. I remember when yeah. I was like, wait a second. You're telling me the guy who made X-Men 2 is going to make a <laughs> Superman movie based on the Christopher Reeve? There's no way this can be bad. <laughs> the thing is with Naughty Dog, I think um, it wouldn't – I don't think on a new IP is when is when you find that mathematical moment. Like To me, if they made an Uncharted 4, I can see it just finally being the one where we're like, all right, Jesus Christ. Like I, <laughs> and I've had enough. Yeah, I think I'm not saying that. No, I don't think it would happen on new. I'm idea. not saying that's not possible with the minds of that studio. I think I'm just saying it's like would Sony let their flagship studio that is like basically does whatever it all wants. Right, all right. Wait, would they let them fail? Yeah. Uh, let's look at Team Eco. They, they remember like when I mean like remember when we you were first seeing things of the Last Guardian? They're just releasing like screenshots of a giant chain going down a hole. People were like, they've never they've made two games that are like these masterpieces. It's going to be great, and then it turns out it's just this colossal burrito of shit. That's a good point. That's a good point. You win. A just saying it's possible. Yeah. Nice. I like that analogy. That's what they eat over there. Burritos filled with feces <laughs> in Japan. Well, no, I just meant burritos in general. I don't have to. All right, let's see what else we have. Number, Number three, Quantic Dream has registered the domain name singularityps4.com. <laughs> this goes in line with previous domain registrations made by the company, including heavyrainps3.com and beyondps3.com. Yeah. Not only does this seem to confirm earlier rumors that Quantic Dream was working on two separate PlayStation exclusives, one being Beyond Two Souls, the other unknown, but that the next-gen PlayStation may indeed be called PlayStation 4 after all. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Losing those predictions early. <laughs> Fucking left and right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's cool. Yeah. I think yeah. that the singularity... We, we talked, Andrew and I talked about this in a PlayStation conversation, which you can watch uh, on IGN or YouTube. Uh, and I think that singularity is going to have something to do with that Kara demo. Um, based, on the, oh. based on the influence of... Um, the Singularity is Near, the book called The Singularity is Near, which they were very vocal about influencing yeah. Yeah. Kara. That was um, a great theory. Like, I, I never even put those two things together, but I think, it, and I know you talked about in that PlayStation conversation, the fact that we had, before Heavy Rain, we had a little short that became the real thing. Yeah, so. casting call. So yeah. I think that, I think it's very possible that the themes touched on in Kara might see their way into a next-gen game, but we'll see. Hmm. I, I think that that game, yes, will be like science fiction based in the world of Kara, but not... And Kara may be a side character. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Some theme. The I love yeah. that idea. That sounds amazing. Um, I'm trying to open it before we switch topics. Greg has the game, and it's on his iPhone. No, I wanted to it's pass, done. Along, pass along condolences to Quantic Dream for losing their, com- their composure. Oh, yeah, that was, next on, the, that was next on the oh, list. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I jumped ahead. Number four, speaking of Quantic Dream, some sad news. Norman Corbell, the Quebecois composer behind the soundtrack for both Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, has passed away at the age of 56. He died after battling pancreatic cancer. Our thoughts go out to his family and friends. Very talented. Heavy Rain won yeah. awards um, yeah, it for its audio. It's and 56 is young, man. Yes. Yeah. It sucks. sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible name. Um, and uh, they confirmed on their website that he did indeed pass, whatever. I was, well, I was wondering because we, we – um, I had read it on another website. Uh, Neil Gaff was talking about it. Uh, some other websites, but I didn't see anything on Quantic Dream's website until today, and they they did confirm that it happened. So that was very sad. 
And I'm not sure he is working on Beyond Two Souls. I'm not sure if he's done with it or not. So I don't know um, what the story is with that as well. But I'm sure we're going to see a uh, dedicated two or something in the game. Oh, sure. Uh, I'll throw my hat in the ring if you want and finish the soundtrack. I don't know if that's the best you idea. So? We could, I, so, I, I'll patch it together with some Taylor judging Swift. Judging how you hear music, as we demonstrated earlier in the <laughs> show. Remember before we started recording? Give me a song. I'll, I'll replicate it perfectly. Okay. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. The song that we were just listening to off my phone, that hip-hop song. Just do the beat. Oh, well, I, don't, I can't forget that okay. I'm sorry. I can't okay. that. How about Taylor Swift's latest single? Here's one. Here's one for you. If you could only see the way she loves me, maybe you would understand. Why? No, see, this is, this is how, yeah, this is how I know you don't, you're not a musician. We yeah. talked about this before because this I, I remember David and I got really mad at you once <laughs> because you were singing and you like just jumped to the next lyric. Like, you got to let it play. Like, you know, you got to let it go. I don't want to leave dead air on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see more of Greg and I singing, you can go to YouTube and find that. There you go. We sing Filter. Mm-hmm. And Something else. John Mayer. There's the one. Number five. There are problems with Nino Kuni, but not with the game itself. What? It appears that many people who pre-ordered the game through Namco's website won't end up getting the Wizards Edition. They were overloaded by pre-orders and won't be making more units to meet demand. Uh, much of the problem seems to have come from Namco's e-commerce partner and not Namco itself. Those affected should be getting twenty dollars in Namco credits and a free strategy guide for the game. Okay. Um, this is an interesting thing that uh, an eBay seller in Canada apparently pre-ordered like hundreds of copies of it mm. and, then it, and then jacked the price up and is selling them. And, and Namco had to disavow that they did this legally and all these kinds of things. Um, and interestingly, a friend of mine got in touch with me today, and I'm still kind of feeling out what the story is with this, but this is kind of a breaking issue. Nino Kuni's download – Nino Kuni's like 21 gigabytes, and apparently the download is almost twice that big because it's like, it's like some sort of zip file or something like that. And so we, I have a friend of ours, Sin, who, oh. who, who tried to download the game, and he has a 40 gig. He riped everything, like basically formatted the PS3 and still cannot download the game. Oh. Nor can he get a refund for the game. Mm. So anyone with old 20 and 40 gig PS3, fat PS3s out there are going to be shit out of luck with this game, I think. Um, so I reached wow. out to Namco, and they told me that it's, it's really not their thing. It's the way Sony deals with, I guess, big downloads or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I have to reach out to Sony and see what the resolution is. Why would is. a zip file be bigger than the source file? I think I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, it's not, it's not, it's not redes- literally a zip file. Why would you file? redesign no. your store to run worse than when it was originally <laughs> So it's actually not that I know anything about anything, but... So here the- comes an expert <laughs> opinion on this information. <laughs> on the iPhone, if you're downloading like a, like a three gig app um, and you have... 5.8 gigs open on your phone, it won't let you download it. Like, it makes you have twice as much room as the actual mm-hmm. thing. So it might be something like that. Yeah, it's something similar. I mean, Sin, Sin described to me as some sort of, like, zip utility. I don't know. But, it, like, Clint Lenz is right. It doesn't really make any sense. But it's not, like, literally WinZip or something like that. Right. Gotcha. Um, hey, hey, also, I just want to make it clear that I pre-ordered the Wizards Edition from Namco through Digital River, did the whole thing, got mine, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll an, I think it's an order of operations thing because, you know... Um, when I reviewed Nino Cooney um, and gave it a glowing review because it's a fantastic game, it seemed to have spiked the sales of the game on Amazon and other places. Um, and it, like it was the best-selling game on Amazon. I think it was sold out on Amazon. Yeah. So I think that people started pre-ordering from this e-commerce, Digital River or whatever, yeah. um, this e-commerce store, and they just never cut cut it off. Gotcha. So like they just, I think so it was probably the order in which you download like, or maybe your yeah. order. Um, yeah, I mean, mine was in some months that ago. that happened. But, Goldie. Yeah. Did you decide? Are you opening yours or are you going to sell it? I was thinking about selling it. I think I'm just going to open it. You're so no. Come on. You gonna, yeah, you're never going to use any of that wizard that's stuff. That's the thing. Everyone, everyone in the office is trying to convince me to sell my copy because it's going for like 500 bucks on eBay. Yeah, but my theory is if you got it like that, um, you know, you paid for it yourself, you can do whatever you want with it. You can sell it now or you can hold it and sell it later and it's going to be worth a lot more than $500. So I'm probably uh, going to keep it. I'm almost definitely going to keep it because I want to play the game and I know I'm going to fall in love with the game and way to get the game. want the little drippy plush and the the, the wizard the book in there is, plushies anymore man yeah, well, it's really it's gonna be great to leave on your uh, desk for six months and then give away at a first friday <laughs> that will happen the book in there is what i really want the wizard's book the yeah it's really cool book. it's, it's, it's a, it amazing is, i have on my yeah. desk from six months ago that you could just have you no idiot. i mean 500 dollars is a lot it? of money you can make yeah. but, but uh, especially the way he spend money yeah but I, my theory is if he's, if he's a smart investor he holds it and sells it later uh, that can't that's Wait, good. if it's worth 500 dollars now it's gonna yeah. worth a lot more than that later mm, that's it. what i said about the superman sure. comic i have in a bag comic it's in japanese really it went the other way oh this comics that happened but still but real oh the whole market went bust yeah yeah nobody wants it hey before we jump topics away from ninu nana uh, Christopher writes into Beyond 
at IGN.com, just like you can, listener and viewer. And he says, just curious if Colin has read other reviews for Ni no Kuni. OneUp.com had a very negative review of the game, which would think the two reviewers played different games. I understand the reviews are personal opinions, but it's strange to see two people view a game so differently. Keep up the good work. Listening to you guys makes travel easier, Christopher. You read, you read the other reviews? Yeah, I looked at some other reviews, yeah. For the people who didn't like it, well, I, I haven't read the other ones. I only, I only, well, I only actually go to IGN and then scroll to the score. I don't read anything. But if I would have read them, <laughs> were the other complaints from other reviews, did you find any uh, water to them? Did they hold their water? Not really, not to me. I mean, uh, I think a lot of the problems had, the two reviews in, in particular that I read um, seemed to have problems with the game mechanically in terms of grinding, in terms of, a lot of people were complaining that the game's too hard. Like, they, I don't think the game's hard at all. Like, I, I, I think that there are some spots of the game that, like, might frustrate you. But if you play the game like you are supposed to play JRPGs, in my opinion, which is, like, to not avoid fights, you know, to yeah, like you, fight, you, like to look out, look for fights so you don't have to grind later. Sure. That's the way you, you know, that's the way I've always oh, played sure, JRPGs. Sure. And so, <laughs> yep. um, I haven't, in that, in that respect, I haven't, you know, so like people complaining about the grinding and all that stuff like that wasn't a problem for me. Like, it's not, it's not like Dragon Quest, I think, I like think where you also, have to, like where you have to grind, you know, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I really didn't look at it like that personally. But I think Bob's complaint and Bob was the one that reviewed it for one up, I believe if I'm remembering yep. correctly. One of his complaints was just that it's a it's a slow start, and I haven't played I haven't played it yet. But he said that it's like it's n- several several hours, and you're still not even like fully opened up into what you can do in the yeah, game. Yeah, but I which think, I'm actually okay with. Yeah, me too. And that I in think, the respect that it doesn't in Nino Kuni. I mean, he's right in the sense that you don't get deep into the like deep into the game mechanically. Like you have a menu with I guess nine different things on it, and you don't get all of them until you're hours and hours into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like that that to me represents when you have like a fully fleshed out game that you can then explore and that's true but the game is so acutely um emotional in the beginning and sets such an awesome cadence and is so deep in terms of what it makes you feel that like I think you can excuse it for that game you're not playing this game to for action like I, I at least I wasn't with that said like I've been, you know the the Medi- I looked at the metacritic it's 86 I gave it a 94 um and there are only there are no negative reviews and only three mediocre reviews and something like thirty something positive reviews. So mm-hmm. um, I think that so you're paid off. Yeah, yeah. When your no. wizard Nino Cooney had no. So I, I so I think that there, I think more I think many more people are finding the game to be very good than not. Right. Um, no. But I've been an outlier before. Uh, the you know the most famous I guess was uh, uh, El Shaddai. Which I like mm. thought that game was like, what is this game? Ascension you know, of the Metatron. Yeah, I was like, this game is like, <laughs> what a great this, name. This what game, I don't know, I don't know about this name. game. But I was the outlier, and and so I think that you know, our, people's opinions just don't jive every once in a while, and that's okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm it's not also, right, and others aren't wrong, or vice versa. You know, it's like whatever. You also, by describing the the Metacritic breakdown, described it pretty well, which is that like even if it's not a 94, people are really positive on it. You yeah. know, so it's like even even if it's not like. As amazing as you thought it was, like I think it's worth your sixty. Yeah, I think fo- folks are getting a hundred and a ninety-five and stuff like that. So I yeah. mean, there are people out there that really love it. Um, I stand by my conclusion, having you know, being really into the PlayStation ecosystem, that it is really one of the finest PS3 exclusives. I mean, um, and that I highly recommend it to people that even don't like JRPGs. Yeah, and when you're not a perfect game like Persona Four Golden, you find that a lot of people might disagree. A perfect <laughs> game. Like it's a perfect Affordable. game, but I didn't hear you mention Uncharted 3, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, number six. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. During the auction that jettisoned THQ's assets, Vigil, the THQ-owned studio that did Darksiders and Darksiders 2, didn't garner interest. However, the studio will live on as Crytek USA. Crytek has used over 30 ex-Vigil employees to create its first North American studio headed by Vigil co-founder David Adams. It's unclear what the studio's first project will be. Yeah, and it's worth noting that they did tell uh, – the CEO of Crytek told Kama Sutra today that they are not interested in buying the Darksiders IP. Which will because be sold. Greg Miller called it not yeah. a really popular franchise. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'd buy it if it was a half a million dollars or a million dollars. Yeah, I I, and I had I had venture capital. Oh, I was going to say like like right now. You no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> if, if I was a company, I'd be like, you could do something with this. Owning the back catalog of those games would make you your money back over time. Do you, you know? think they would trade it for a Nino Cooney Wizards edition? You're Maybe. a wizard, Nino Cooney. <laughs> uh, and number seven, final thing on the list: the newest PlayStation Plus perks are as follows. Starting on January 29th, North American subscribers will get Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus on PS Vita for free, as well as steep discounts on Madden 13 for PS3 and Vita, Gatling Gears, Section 8 Prejudice, and Greed Core on PSN. Uh, during the month of February, Sony Europe will roll out the following freebies, F1 Race Stars, Quantum Conundrum, Sleeping Dogs, Wipeout 2048, and Luminez Electron- Electric Whoa, Symphony. Oh, Luminez! There you go. So good. There's a winner. And I know a lot of people, and 
rightfully so, I guess, are complaining that Europe is getting much better freebies than we are lately, and, and it's true. I don't know... You know, your PlayStation is dominant in Europe. It's not dominant in North America, and so I'm not super surprised that maybe they're they're giving them a little something more over there. Uh-huh. But at the same time, people have to kind of understand that publisher relations are different over there. You're dealing with all different people. Some games are not published even by the same companies in those areas. Um, so you know, patience. Yeah. We've gotten yeah. a lot of good free games you and will. a lot and a lot of good free games right now in the in the uh, in the game collection. Um, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, I feel like it's still a great service. But I understand people's complaints recently about that. Yeah, you see it every so often. I think it's one of those things where. It works out where eventually it all, it all evens out in the long run. We get that other stuff. They're just getting uh, what's I always make fun of it the not fun of it but the pronunciation of it. Uh, Dakuro, right? The little yeah, one. Yeah, Dakuro. The, yeah. They just got that. You know what I mean? How long have we had that? Already? That game's awesome. Dakuro. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Of the, yeah. That's one of the best games on Vita. Like hands down. I like it a lot. It's really good. Everybody should go. Play. <clears throat> uh, ben O'Donnell writes into Beyond at IGN.com. I was walking down the street this morning and I heard a person screaming. I ran over to see what was wrong and there were magazines and flyers thrown everywhere around him. He said to me with tears in his eyes, quote, why isn't there one place to go for all my PlayStation game needs, end quote? If I run into this situation again, what should I say? Come to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. That was a really good show. It was why we don't do them on Mondays. <laughs> so for retail games, it wasn't on the drop on PlayStation Blog, but I do believe Hitman Trilogy came out. Um, it comes out tomorrow. Hitman. Uh, on PSN, a lot of games. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, digitally. Bayonetta, available digitally. Um, all three Hitman games in the trilogy, Blood Money, Contracts, and Silent Assassin, available digitally. Uh, Zone of the Enders HD collection digitally for PS3 only. I don't think the Vita version's ready yet. Mm. Uh, Air Conflict Secret Wars digitally. Heavy Fire Shattered Spear is available uh, for Vita. Let's Fish Hooked On. There you go. Yes. Is available. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that one. Is, that that, is it a Sega game? It sounds like it, but it isn't. Okay. Um, let's see. Demo Sly Four for PS3 and Vita. Ah. Playing it right now. Almost beat it. Real close now. Mm. The game you're talking the about. The game. Yeah. I, I, yeah Sly Four. The game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm almost beat this demo. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll demo. tell you more about that soon. And PlayStation 2 Classic Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Ooh, your favorite. My Grand favorite. Theft Auto. My favorite Grand Theft Auto game by the far. Last of the trilogy. What? You got three San Andreas and San Andreas Vice City. is after Vice City. No, no, I know, but I'm the saying it's the last to come to PSN. I'm saying it's the last one to come to PSN. We'll see you later. What the fuck? Oh my god. <sighs> I quit. <laughs> so tired. Right, we just go. Yeah, yeah, but I, so I think, later. I think the word on Vice City being delayed for so long and San Andreas coming out was a problem with the music, uh, mm. which isn't surprising considering how fucking awesome that soundtrack in Vice City is. That game is awesome. I love, love, love Vice City. Why, won't they, why won't they put them on HD Collins? I don't know. I don't know. I have no They don't have to. Because people are going to buy these games anyway. I'm sure... Rockstar's a very smart company. Yeah. I'm sure that they all sat around, some of their people, their accountants, whatever, and were like, we have to get our games recertified. We have to get all these people to like, you know, program these things, and we have to up them. We can make an extra $10 on these. But if we just put them out as PS2 Classics, we'll still sell these games to 75% of the people that would buy them anyway, and we don't have to spend any more money. We just get the SRB ratings re-upped to whatever $5,000 a piece, whatever it costs, and put them out the door. And mm-hmm. I think that that is probably the they're conclusion they came to. They're making them for iPad and everything else, though. That's true. Come on. They might not have sold well on, on, on those for all we know. Yeah, probably. True. They're expensive, too. Everybody just wants to cut the rope, burn the water. I don't know what the hell's going on. Over burn there. the water. Where's my water? All right. Can I make a joke? Can I like it was that? funny. That's why I was laughing about it. Right. Uh, let's see what the listeners are saying today. It was a good show. <laughs> well, as always, let's <laughs> take us up. Remember, if you be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com. This is Alex from the UK. Hey guys, and beyond. 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 During beyond. Greg's recent Up at Noon interview with Emily Rose, Elena from Uncharted, she seemed to genuinely have no idea whether Uncharted 4 is happening or not. Do you think this is confirmation that it's not in development, or at least nowhere near as far as long as we all hoped? You and I talked about this a little bit. Yeah, I think it's absolutely in development. But, I do too. Um, and I think that you do mocap and voice acting first. So I, I think... Uh, she's a good actress. Yeah, I think, I, think yeah. She, I think the game does exist. I think she's in it. And I don't think I think she keeps to her and NDAs. She's playing the cards close to her unborn her, stomach yep. child. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, her stomach's there. <laughs> she says an unborn child on top of her. Stomach. Here's what here's what it suggests. If it's uncharted anatomy works, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> stomach's like on top of the baby. I don't know. Right. There's stuff going on. Very, in there. That's, that's, oh, right. that's exactly right. No, the baby's yeah. in the stomach. No, that's yeah. not right. Go far. You and then and then you poop right. it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I think that this suggests something interesting. If uncharted four really isn't in development, then. Naughty Dog is doing one of three things. They're working on a Last of Us sequel already, which is possible uh, for PS4. 
they're working on Jack 4, which is also possible. Or they're working on something new, which is also possible. So I I think those are the only three choices if if it's not Uncharted. Here's what I'll propose right now. We'll go around the thing. Are you interested in an Uncharted 4 on PlayStation 4? Yes. Eventually, yes. Truthfully, I, I would rather see them do another new IP right now. I'd prefer another new IP, but I'd take Uncharted 4. I, yeah. I'm excited if they're doing it, but I feel the same way. I feel like there's this public opinion right now. It's like, ah, another Uncharted already? You know what yeah. I mean? And I, maybe then it is more to be the Vita, you know, Uncharted Golden I'm, Abyss sequel. But it's like such a stupid complaint because it's an amazing game. Sure, Don't sure, get me sure, wrong. Sure, it's sure, it's sure. not like I'm like, oh, great, another perfect 10 game that I'm going to love. Like, no, it's, it's not that at all. It's just that, like, we know these characters so well at this point, and I'm just like, you know, The Last of Us is a perfect example of how Naughty Dog is like, like just masterful at creating characters we care about and these yeah. like amazing worlds and everything. And it's like, just flex that muscle, especially to like show off an X Gen console. I would love to see, yeah, yeah. that that muscle yeah. specifically. It would be, uh, I would just it love would to be see cool. them do something. I mean, it would be cool to see something that's just new where they're like, we will exactly. have another new thing. But I yeah. just don't think Sony's going to let them do that. Like, I just can't imagine that Sony's going to be like, hey, by the way, Nathan Drake's kind of like our biggest thing. And see, this yeah. is yeah. the big thing about it, though. Is so I think there's this reaction of Goldfarb, like, eh, maybe not or whatever. But then on the other hand, yeah, here's PlayStation 4 and we want to sell it. So here's Drake again doing something cool. But then I was thinking about, I was talking to somebody on Twitter and they asked me, you know, oh, blah, 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 you know, if they brought it back, do you think that, uh, They'd kill uh, Elena off because in the interview she talked about asking to have Elena killed a while ago. Blah, right. blah, blah. And I, I, immediately I said no. Uncharted's too, too sunshine. It always ends up okay, right? And so if that's the case, then what is even the drama anymore? I think it's one of those things that Uncharted 3, as great as it was, totally kind of showed them that like we're never going to we're never really going to I thought they were going to, too. I, thought exactly. they, I definitely thought they were going to kill I, that's, I was talking to Greg about this the other day. Like that fucking – that moment at the end where you're like, ugh, like it's so well done. But yeah. they undo it. And, and I, was rev- like, I was relieved that they didn't kill anyone off. I mean I didn't watch the interview. Why does she want – Elena, because she doesn't want to do Unchart- it. When Uncharted 3 was getting going, when the wheels were starting to turn on that, she went in and asked Naughty Dog to kill Elena. Because her fear was that if Uncharted kept going, she maybe Haven would keep going too. And since she films up in Nova Scotia for six months, it'd be uh, really hard to get back here. And she didn't want to half-ass either project, mm. pretty much. So it would be she wanted to go out on a high note rather than be... Because like, my, like, right, my, my fear for Uncharted 4 would be like, she's got a conflict. So instead, it's like... She, Nate gets a call from Elena. And it's like, go get him, honey. I got to take care of this, you know, war I'm following or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I, um, yeah, I think, it, I think that it's, uh, it's almost definite that they're working on an Uncharted game, yeah. but yeah. I, I could see them working on something. New. I just can't imagine with Sony saying like, we only have five franchises or so that anyone really cares about, you know, Gran Turismo and Little Big Planet and, you know, these kinds of games and Starhawk, Starhawk, right? Oh man. Siphon filter. They can't keep those <laughs> Emmett Graves cosplay shirts in, in stock. But you know, there's like, there's like, you know, like Gran Turismo is their best selling game, but like as far as character driven things, they have three really infamous Uncharted and Little Big Planet. Yeah. And you know that Media Molecule wants to walk away from Little Big Planet, but I still don't think they're going to let them. Yeah. And you know, you know that, you know, because Sony owns these studios and you know that Naughty Dog probably doesn't want to do Uncharted again. You know, we don't know that for sure, but they're sure. probably like, meh. We could do something else. They're super creative people, though. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like but, Amy writes all these things, Amy Hunting, and I'm sure she wants to flex the muscle and do something different and tell a different yeah. story. There it is. And I, Amy's I, muscle. But I think I think in this order, I think Uncharted is definitely almost certain. And if not, I think it's gonna. I, I honestly think they'll do Jack. Um, and yeah. because Last of Us was originally, you know, they were originally wanted to do Jack. That team was gonna do Jack. Yeah. Um. So I don't see like how that idea just disappeared. You know, I, that maybe they want to come back and do it again. And then I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Last of Us sequel already in pre-development. Oh, sure. Um, and then um, and then maybe something new. But maybe that studio becomes three teams. I mean, that studio is good. That studio attracts great talent. Yeah. Um, so maybe Except they can have David three Ballard. different teams. Yeah, Dave Ballard's a, he's a problem child. But other than for that. Now, come on, now. Got <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ballard. Dave Ballard. I think it, uh, it speaks, Ballard, volumes, David Ballard. speaks volumes to how how free sony allows their studios to be that we can even have this conversation because i think if you were talking about almost any other franchise in this business it would be like well obviously they're making a sequel right. i think it's interesting that with sony they're almost certainly making a sequel but there is that that little amount of wiggle room so who knows i didn't expect the last of us to be announced i thought they were gonna no, exactly. do another uncharted game yeah. exactly yeah. so they you know they fooled us yep george writes in to beyond at ign.com just Hi, like george. you can he says beyond beyond yeah. ryan yeah least favorite final fantasy character least favorite yep okay is are these quick fires yeah can we come back to me? Kind of against what a quick okay, fire fine. is. <laughs> uh, Clear your head and answer the question. If I had to pick a popular character that is, I just don't like, it's probably Zidane or Zidane or however you say his name, just okay. because I don't have a lot of experience with him. He's the protagonist of Nine. Thank you. 
Okay, with and, the, the, the uh, open the naked chest and the vest on. That no, no, that's Vaughn. That's, that's Vaughn from oh, twelve. Oh. Uh, that's Vaughn from twelve. As the like has the monkey tail. Mm, He's actually oh, supposed yeah. to be like really no. charming and popular. I just never really played no. nine. No, nine's, nine's a fine game. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard great things about nine. Goldfarb. Uh oh. Least favorite Bioshock moment. <laughs> Bioshock two. <laughs> <laughs> In its entirety. From start Colin, to finish. Least favorite Mega Man robot master. Sheep man. No, no way. <laughs> uh, That's a real man, isn't it? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Plant man. Why? Corny. <laughs> Greg, but least sheep favorite. Man is totally kosher. <laughs> yes. Least favorite DC Comics hero. I'm gonna say fire. That's a- anybody from the nine, the what late night or no mid nineties Justice League was garbage. There's a hero How fire coming named to the team. Fire. You I don't even know because I was smart enough as a kid not well, to let me tell you. Terrible. Oh, good. Here we go. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna just have the real one out and available, and I'm gonna just fact check as Colin. Uh... Fire was. Um, she was this woman from suburban suburban Missouri, oh. which is surprising because that's where you went to school, um, and she was a school teacher. And one day a terrorist came in into the school and burned it down. But it was after hours, so all the kids were gone. But she was there late grading papers because she was a really dedicated teacher. And so um, so fire ends up being burned. But she makes a deal. She screams out as the fire surrounding her in her classroom, her windowless classroom. She screams out. And she no says, windows. No windows. She's like in the middle of a big sprawling school. She can't get out of her classroom. She's grading the papers. She screams out in agony. During she the says, fire, she's still grading the papers? Yeah, well, she didn't realize it was happening. She didn't realize it was happening until it was so this is just cinder block rooms. You don't know what's happening until it's on top of The smoke is coming uh, you know, under the, 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 the wooden desks are exploding in flames and the papers and the cubby holes and no, all the these cubbies, things. Not the cubbies. And uh, she screams out in agony uh, and proclaims, if you, you know, whoever's spirit is watching me, if you get me out of this school alive then by god i'll do whatever you want and so whoever's spirit is watching me <laughs> so, so suddenly the flames are extinguished and the and the school around her is is left in ashes except for right around her desk which is which is just as you had found it the day before perhaps and and fire that day was born okay. and fire fire's secret powers had nothing to do in fact as you might expect with using fire but what rather with standing fire oh okay and so the justice league would use her to go into burning buildings they just throw to, her. To, to to rescue you know <laughs> like children and, and kittens yeah. and things of this uh, nature and so she ended up kind of being boring uh uh, in the Justice League, and it was eventually written out because um, they realized that you're she, kind of a one-trick pony. She had no offensive powers, and that she was, you know, she was she was quite smart. She was an academic. She had a master's degree, which a lot of people don't know about fire uh, in literature. Uh, Colin, real yeah. quick, what is Fire's real name? Uh, Laura Parker. Uh, Laura Parker's there. She's 38 years old. <laughs> oh my god, um, she's getting up there. Yeah, right. she. Well, she, see, the thing about Laura Parker was that she was so dedicated. To the kids, and so dedicated to her to furthering her own education that she never actually got married. Um, so she was always just at school, always just grading the papers and doing these kinds of things. And so Fire was born. But DC decided somewhere around 1997 that they didn't want to use Fire anymore, and so um, they wrote her out of the Justice League. Can you tell me how they killed her when they wrote her out? Uh, they didn't. They didn't kill her. They they just, oh, wrote she her. just she, leaves. What she wanted to do was she went to this other planet. Uh, okay. Wow, she went to the, uh, unexpected. Where the, kid, where, the, where the kids needed the, they needed some good teachers. Uh, sure. They had just busted the union there, and there was a lot of <laughs> unrest. And, of course, the union. And so, and so uh, she went to this other planet to teach, and, and so she's living a happy life right now. Laura Parker's. Can I just quickly go over the uh, real? Okay. What, what if comments was like, "You're exactly right." <laughs> uh, Fire's real name, Beatriz de Costa. <laughs> Was originally been bequeathed with her powers due to Brazilian mysticism (laughs) and was the president of the Brazilian branch of Wayne Enterprises. She possessed an array of abilities, which included the power to exhale vast quantities of mystical green fire. She could also fly, alter her clothing at will, and displayed a limited capacity to project hallucinations. So you're close. You're pretty close. (laughs) Laura Parker. (laughs) Mrs. Parker. Oh, that was uh, fun. Notable partnerships with ICE. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Nick oh my Wrightson. god, and Ice is hugging a little baby seal in this picture. <laughs> this is why the Justice League of the 90s was garbage. Oh my lord. Nick writes into beyond.ign.com. With the success of the Walking Dead game, the relationship of Lee and Clem is very similar to that of Joel and Ellie. I'm curious if you think the success of such a powerful story, such as Lee's and Clem's, will help or hinder the success of Joel and Ellie's story, and if you think that the same amount of emotions will also be had for these two. Yeah, didn't we? We had a something. We had a conversation about this a little while ago. I, I think it can totally still work because I think Ellie is very different than Clementine, and I think I think last time we talked about it with Bioshock as well. How the Elizabeth Booker relationship is kind of similar too. Yeah. And I mean, I think the difference is that, you know, for these two, like Clementine is, is totally helpless and you're teaching her, whereas Ellie is like spunky. Ellie, like, you know, has some fight in her and I think she's, you know, she's clearly seen a lot more terrible shit than, than Clementine has. It's one of those things I think for Lee and Clem, right? They were two people who were normal and then got thrust into this horrible thing and bonded together. Whereas for Joel and Ellie, they are used to this. It's all Ellie's ever known, right? And granted, now we're making all these assumptions based on a few cutscenes we've seen in the trailer here or there. Right, right. It seems like, you know, Ellie definitely isn't going to be shaken like Clem is by anything, not be, be afraid to fight like you've shown. But it also seems like Joel at least immediately doesn't have those fatherly instincts like like Lee did. Like, Lee was like, I have to protect this girl. And Joel still seems like he's a mercenary, right? Like, yeah, he's that's a package. He's yeah. been hired for this job, get this package across the country, I'm going to do just that. Yep. I'm sure that their their relationship probably develops. Sure, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what probably maybe even the crux of the game is. No, but... he's gonna kill her at the end, man. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, seems harsh. I hope there's I hope there's some crazy decision at the end of the game, like yeah. yep. where Joel dies or something, and like they can't do a sequel. I would love well, for them to just be like, that's it. Yeah, still that's one our story. Life. Yeah, I mean, there's still oh yeah, yeah. Or maybe life. it would be cool to have. Oh man, it'd be so complicated. It's kind of like Infamous too, but to have an ending that splits completely and there's still another game, but the game. Is altered like completely depending on uh, what you pick. Uh, what you pick in the first one, yeah, because that yeah. would be the only way Infamous can continue at this point. Hey, Pete from Toronto writes into Beyond at Toronto. IGN.com. Yeah, I just beat the Maple Leafs. He says, "Can Colin take some time to explain why he doesn't like playing with others?" I'm looking for the origin story because we tried to play Borderlands with you. Goldfarb and I were all we like, did. "We'll do it." it. Wasn't, wasn't I would have happily. We done. love you. We'll help yeah. you, buddy. You want some friends? Here you go. Pretzel um, crisps. There's no origin story to it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not opposed to playing with other people. Like I played. I got the Far Cry Three Platinum, and I and I had so I had to play all six co-op maps um, with uh, people online. And thank you to the, to, to uh, my new PSN friends that that helped me. Um, it's not that I don't want to play with other people. It's like I don't really want to talk to other people though when I'm playing a game. Sure. Uh, you know, the last time I had a, a the last time I voice chatted, I think, was when we, you and I played Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. So that was like three years ago. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, um, that was a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, I just don't want to do that. I just, I don't know. I, it, I used to like playing friends with, you know, games with my friends, uh, the Mario games or whatever when you were a kid. But, um, I, I just, like I, to me, it's an experience where I want to play it by myself. I want to play games by myself. I'm or, not... aren't you more of a, like a couch co-op kind of guy? Like if, or sorry, just like things like Smash Brothers, things like Street Fighter. Yeah, like those if are you fun. want to sit down yeah, and yeah. like. Yeah, I've seen with my own eyes you playing uh, All-Stars with Mike Mitchell. So it yeah. does happen. It happens. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It definitely. I mean, it's, it's, we, we, we ham it up a little bit, but I mean, it's, it's not uh, something that I really want. To do if I, if I had you know like people are really into mag for instance right like yeah. really people um, I would never in a million years play that game you know you have to play it online like you have to you know really talk with people and and you know strategize and stuff like that. that's just not my thing it, there so there is no origin story to it it's just like I would like you know I prefer to play games by myself the the market example or uh, of me not playing a game by myself is uh, Rainbow Six Three which was the most played game for me by far that generation on Xbox. I played it in college. Um, you have to play that game with other people. There's a campaign, but you have to play with other people, and I fucking loved that game with my headset. Mm. So that was a different Colin, a Colin you guys don't know. Okay. Uh, final real question before some housekeeping. Chris Bellows writes in to Beyond at IGN.com. We talked about this earlier, you know, uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. I think a sequel, that's pretty likely. Mm. He has a question about that. I'm just wondering where you think a second Sony Ben Uncharted game could go story-wise. I would love to see the story behind Chloe and Drake. I know you love Elena, Greg, but I myself really like Chloe. Where do you think Ben could take the story, and do you have any idea ideas regarding gameplay mechanics that could be introduced, possibly using the unique features offered by the Vita? No. Well, Chris, yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to see more unique features stripped away. I yes. think we all were very vocal. We don't like tracing for reversals of uh, melee moves on the touchscreen. We don't want to be holding it up to no goddamn light. Just make them 100% optional. Because yeah. there's some weirdo out there who likes that garbage. Sure. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and you need to let that guy have his fun. Yeah. But, I, uh, like, it was one of the things, I didn't use it personally, but like tracing worked fine. For him climbing sure. a wall or whatever, sure. If that's what yeah. you want to do, 
Have at it. If I remember yeah. correctly, I was on the plane to New York when we imported Vitas um, and, and Golden right. Abyss. Right. And got to that point with the light and had to, like, turn the – it was, like, an, a yeah. red eye, and I turned the light on, and I put it up. Now I don't think anyone even realized what I was doing. Whatever was like, why am I fucking doing this? Right. right. What? And, Dude, and I love that game otherwise, but yeah, there's some force functionality in there that needs to go. Exactly. Yeah, everything with the back touch, everything with the light. Like, I, that's exactly what I want to see. Like, honestly, story-wise, I thought it was interesting. I, I'm not crazy about Chase. I think she was – Okay. I think she's done. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I they think, need to I think it's a back. really good idea, actually, the Chloe bit, though. Chloe's smart, smart yeah. yeah. Or just, I mean, let it be whatever. I Honestly, like, I, I do like that idea, but honestly, the moment when Golden Abyss felt like an Uncharted game was when Sully came in. Sure. And then I was like, yes, this but is what I But don't you think it would feel that way if we had, like, we already know, the reason uh, Sully and Drake work so well is they have that established relationship. We yeah. knew them so well. We already know how uh, Chloe fits into that mix. Yeah, she's, a, you know, she, she's an established character in After Uncharted 3 yeah. of, like, but there's something, the there's something about Sully specifically that I, awesome. I want to be with my buddy Sully. Hell but, God damn <laughs> it would be but, cool to have... Nate, no! <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, that's good. it would be cool to have a, a, really a story good. somewhere in between like... Uh, I can do a Zeke and a Sully. <laughs> like, like Drake in his like later teen years and Sully. Um, mm, because yeah. we saw yeah. Uncharted 3 like him is like, you know, we, uh, 13, 12. Yeah. And we don't see Drake until his twenties, presumably. So there's like story to be told in there, um, yeah, which I think would be, be cool with just the two of them. I, and I just frame it fun. like I mean, obviously you want to have Nathan Drake on the box, so you frame it with old Drake telling the story at the beginning. Maybe one or two chapters in the middle where he plays Drake, and then does finish he have out a baby? Is he is he reading like a story? Yeah, exactly. Baby How yeah. I met your mother, Uncharted <laughs> yeah. version. By the way, speaking of just real speak, quick, speaking of uh, 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 Uncharted and uh, and Sully, like Far Cry Three co-op yeah. has uh, this character. That is blatantly supposed to be a knockoff of, of Sully, and I just want people to play it and see for themselves. It's like a fat Wait, version of game? A Far Cry Three co-op. Oh, has yeah. a character that is definitely making fun of Sully, like in a playful way. Like he's like he's like uh, got gray balding hair. He's got like wisecracks and stuff like that, but he's like like got a huge gut and he's kind of like disgusting looking. And he's like a very exaggerated version of Sully. Yeah. You got to see this character, man. His name <laughs> is uh, Victor Sullivan. <laughs> it's so good. Like immediately when I start playing, I'm like, this is a store brand Sully, and I think that store it's totally, I think it's totally in- intentional. It's funny. Uh, real quick, Francisco wrote in asking how to turn the PvP flag off in DC Universe Online. Uh, when you're just standing around, Francisco, hit up on the D-pad, and there it is. Change. You should let me enter that one. You can also do the phase shift in the You should tower. see Greg and, and his girlfriend's relationship right now. Just We talked about this last week. Just the deteriorating. Right. Just deteriorating what? before Greg us closer. Huh? Bringing us closer. It was, fu- it was funny. I'm, I'm, I, gotta, I gotta say this. It was funny. Greg ordered pizza last night, I yeah. guess, and I was in the living room watching Islanders game. Uh, and uh, I hadn't seen Christine all day because she was like playing Guild Wars 2 in her room and then she came out to eat dinner and she was out there for like five minutes and then she just left and Greg's like alright good seeing you <laughs> hey I'm loving it it's so, I get to play so all good. the nerdy DC watching this dynamic is, it's, it's is so, so good can you just I don't know if you're comfortable saying but where is like the PC set up in your house it's in the now? Like, where, oh, it is in the bedroom yeah, there's okay, a desk so you have a desk there yeah, got it yeah yeah I just so think, that's what I was talking about last week. That I sit com- on the couch, and then there's a long hallway, and then at the other end, of, at the very end of the hallway, like okay. where the wall runs into my room, is she's at the desk. Okay, got so it. So we can look down the hall and talk to each but other. But all your consoles are list. still in the fam- in the like living. Yeah, room. Yeah, mine are out there, and hers are in the bed. Okay, got it. And there's even a bathroom in there, so she just exactly. really doesn't need to come out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you have the separate Wait, bathroom in no. the hallway. In the bedroom. She, she was. There's a bathroom in your bedroom. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what side are you? I'm on the right. If you oh, the one, that's if you, right. I've been in your room before. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have. Okay. Yeah, For buddy. a little while. I, I, I was going to say, uh, I think Christine might, might be getting mad at me now because I make fun of her too much about her. I don't I think know. so. I just call her, I call her a fucking nerd all the well, time. Well, no, what happened What happened last time, what happened last time and she got mad about was a misunderstanding because I read a text that Colin sent me, something along the lines of blah, 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 your nerdy-ass girlfriend. And I laughed out loud when I read it, and she goes, what's so funny? And I'm like, oh, Colin just texted me, blah, 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 nerdy-ass girlfriend. She goes, I don't think that's that funny. And I'm like, why not? And she's like, I don't like anyone calling me a dirty ass. And I'm like, no, 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 nerdy, nerdy, you're playing MMO. She's like, oh, I'm okay with that. I'm like, all right. Yeah, Greg, Greg basically told me that I owed him this much money for utilities, and I said to multiply by three, and I won't throw his nerdy ass girlfriend. And give it to me, and I won't throw his nerdy ass girlfriend out of that house. <laughs> I think it's we're, I think you're fine. You you we can all get away calling each other nerds because like you're doing it to then go play. At the time you were playing Nino Cooney forever, that was the thing. Now you're playing other games, but we're all on the same page. We're all a bunch of freaking geeks. And then you got Mike Mitchell. It's the best. I'll be on Borderlands in a minute. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's midnight? <laughs> Thanks for that, Mike. Uh, Luke wrote in, too. He said, I thought I would just say that you could just make one long video podcast instead of breaking them up into little things. 
Uh, we could, Luke, but the problem is that we have no one. Here's the thing we found in analytics is that no one is engaged for the entire podcast. You right. put up an hour long video, people drop off in the first five minutes. So we break up the topics. You find the topic you want because that's the whole problem with Beyond, right? Beyond number one PlayStation podcast. Still, podcasts appeal to a very select audience. And not to mention that there's no way for me to put in the podcast description headline, right? That it, oh, we talk about Last of Us here and Nino Kuni there right. and this, that, there. And like, it's easier to break out these little videos. You find the content you want. Yeah, and people obviously still have the unabridged audio version if they just want to listen to that unabridged solid audio, hour. I like that. Yeah, yeah we'll say because I, I did jump into the comments to uh, <laughs> to quell some fears uh, last week. Um, the podcast, just because we're doing these videos, has not changed at all. And, and, the, and the I argument think if you I made to it, yeah, you yeah, the argument that. I made to people, and I think it resonated with them, uh, was: uh, Would you know that the podcast had changed at all if we didn't show you the videos in reference to the fact that we're recording it? Yeah, yeah like uh, so. So you know, it's okay. Change is good. This will bring in, you know, our audience is already substantial on Podcast Beyond, but this will bring in even more people, like Greg said, that might not want to sit down and listen to us talk about uh, hypothetical abortions yeah. or uh, our... Um, Frederick. Yeah, or Frederick Clements' uh, unborn child. Well, that's uh, coming. That'll be the death of him. Yeah, on yeah, the boat. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what happens, just out of curiosity, the, the Beyond Prophecy has long foretold that mm-hmm. I will meet certain doom on a boating uh-huh. accident yes. following the birth of my half-Indian son, Frederick. Right. Yes, yes. What if I never name a child Frederick? Does that undo the prophecy, or will no, I? That's not a prophecy. Think about it like Calvinism, right? Like there's uh, there's predestination. Like everything you do is going to be determined already. Like you can think that you're not going to name your your child but that, Frederick, that but it will coming, happen. It's going to be Frederick. It will yeah. happen. Something's going to happen to make you name that child Frederick. I'm that's sorry. You're going to pick it. him up for the first time when your eyes will meet, and you'll just go Frederick. <laughs> yeah. Or it'll no, be a running. He speaks. He does that. His eyes just go. Wrong. <laughs> Red for a split second. Well, I think I think what happens uh, if I'm seeing if I'm seeing it correctly is is Nithi has the child. Clements is in the hospital. Um, they're still in San Francisco at this point. Sure. Um, and or they're actually living in East Bay. And uh, Clements is they don't really know. They didn't know what the sex of the child was going to be. So um, they you know because he doesn't Frederick, believe any of this. He doesn't believe the prophecies. Right. Like, oh, well, so Frederick know. comes out because Frederick. But you know, they joke about it all the time. Like Neethi is aware of this this running joke. He, her and Clements have like, oh, maybe we'll name the baby Frederick. Right. But what, so what they're going to find out is they're going to settle on a few names, a few ma- male names. And I, I can't see in the prophecy what these male names will be. Sure. But they'll start you know calling like you know what's you know you know Tom or whatever. What are they called? And and but when they they bring Tom, up Frederick when they bring up Frederick. <laughs> As a joke, because they know that the prophecy has been foretold, the baby reacts in such a way. You see its eyes glow through <laughs> that they're like that they're like, holy shit! Why would it, why, the baby's already out? Why would the baby? Two shafts of light. Wait, wait, wait! wait. But the baby's already come out, yeah, so the baby's yeah. eyes are in its stomach. <laughs> well, this, just... the baby's name is the least of its worries. <laughs> I think Greg just thought it was before birth. I didn't see that in the in the, in the, in the, in the prophecy. Like she's in a tank top, just chatting. Oh, Frederick! It's like fire in the sky when they're driving down the road. It's just like all of a sudden, I don't think they emanate from like shafts of light from the stomach. It's just that you can see them behind. Just they light up for a second. <laughs> the blinds commence. Holy shit! There's something about this name. But they'll never get on a boat, and then they'll get and they'll get on a boat anyway. Exactly. Oh God! You can't change it. Oh, you can put it goodness. off for a while, maybe, but I don't know. I don't. Know. It's happened. Frederick's <laughs> on his way. Final. Email. And that's why you don't make the entire podcast a video. <laughs> <laughs> Final email of the week is from Julie. It is hit of the week. Hit of the week. I spent a lot of time and money on bottles playing SingStar. What does that mean? Spent a lot of time and money on bottles playing. Sing- She's drunk. I don't know. A lot of time and money on bottles playing SingStar, and now I'm trying to get the online trophies. I would really appreciate it if you could mention it on today's podcast so that I can get more views on the videos. My PSN name is Princess Ponage, all one word. Princess, obviously, Ponage, P W N A G E. Many thanks, Julie. There you well, go. This is the Princess Ponage we know. Yeah, we've met this person. Beyond before. fan. Please, oh, wait. I almost forgot the name of the segment. Hit of the week. Hit of the week. <laughs> what were you going to call it? PlayStation okay. hit. PlayStation hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Everyone go pop your star discs in and find Princess Ponage's videos. Watch them. Like them. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been po- Podcast Beyond. The PlayStation, what are you going to call it? The PlayStation hit. The PlayStation hit. hit. (laughs) Episode 277. It's already happening. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Look for information from Colin and I's trip soon. Yeah, don't you want to know? Look for news from Goldfarb soon. Features from Clement soon. Yeah, I'll be out next week for Dice, I think. I'll be off 
assuming we're not doing another <laughs> Monday episode. While you're looking at me, I'm just hitting, giving her down. I like looking at you. Yeah, we have to figure out what we're doing next week. I'll be convalescing on Tuesday. If we're gonna okay. do these videos, we should just move the podcast to Monday. Why? That way you have more time. Oh, but they go up throughout the week. No, oh, okay. I mean, I'm never gonna have enough time to edit through like. Well, of them or no. I'll I'll be on next week if we record on Monday. If we I do. won't be here Monday, you guys are welcome to record without me. I won't be here till Wednesday of next week. Okay, I'm gone Tuesday through Friday. So okay, just do it Monday without me. But then we'll pass it off as Tuesday. Yeah, no one will know. Podcast Beyond episode 277. Remember, IGN.com is what keeps the lights on. So please come to IGN.com, watch our videos, read our reviews, be part of the community, comment, blog, so on and so forth. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. Yucks McGee over here is Plum Cider. Laughing at the baby. I got glowing red eyes. The name's the least of its problems. And then it's like. Wait, was that the baby or Clements? No, the baby. Okay. Sitting in its cradle. Yeah. Sitting bolt upright in its cradle. Yeah. See, I like, I like it better that when Clements holds it for the first time, its eyes glow red. And he goes, Frederick. And then Clements has the seizure like, yeah. move. Who had the seizure originally when you were you were talking to uh, so, someone came in and you were talking in first person it for some reason? It wasn't Jason. It was, uh, like, was it Sean? Sean, it might yeah. have been Sean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I yeah. talking to Sean now? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> oh, man, everyone's so confused right now. Like, Sean, hello. <laughs> Sean, he's going to you here with us. He's in his algebra class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Sean? Oh, I had to talk to this PlayStation podcast. <laughs> All right. Follow Colin at No Taxation. Follow Goldfarb at Garfet. Follow me at Game Over Greggy. Clements, take yep. me home. Wait, Greg, are you saying that you want to end the show with a song? I do. That's Excellent. how we do it every week. That's right, Greg. We end every show with a song. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. That's right. They've magically teleported into the room right after our recording. It's Life in 24 Frames, uh, a podcast beyond favorite. And I'm joined by Chris, Alex, Jason, Joe, and Jeff, or as he now prefers, prefers to be called, Jeffrey, correct? Yes. You have to get closer to the mic. You know, you're not going to be able to be heard by the podcast I, Beyond I prefer Nation. Jeffrey Christian Connect the Third. Okay, excellent. That's, a, that's way longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Chris, how are you today? I'm fantastic. You and I are fast friends. Yep. We just became fast friends, and then we've just been kept in touch ever since when you uh, debuted. Well, we didn't debut a song, but you sent in one, like, how long ago was it? Oh, God. It was like a year and a half ago. My God. My God. Yeah, it's been a while. So <laughs> what, a while. Uh, what are you going to be playing for us today, if you could introduce it? Okay, uh, guess poor, not. Poor, guess you, you don't even know. A, a song. We're going it's, to play a song. Yeah, it's, it's a song off of our record that's being recorded at the moment called it's Poor Rich Flux. Man. Yeah. Poor Rich Man? Poor Rich Man is the name of the song. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And then are we doing a second song? Maybe? We'll yeah, see how we'll, it goes. We'll try, we'll try and we can talk about out. it after. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. How, how can the podcast Beyond Nation uh, access your guys' music? Facebook. The interwebs. The interwebs? The yep. interwebs. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, you just, if you just Google life in 24 frames, okay. you'll get 24 video, the number. 24 the number. Not written out. Not written out. That would okay. be far too long. Is any any of uh, that that well can't speak? So I'm gonna just uh, shut the recording off. No, <laughs> can any of you guys uh, tell me if it's on iTunes? Yes. Which yes, album? It is on iTunes. Uh, the album we released like a year ago, which is called Time Trails. Time okay. Trails is on iTunes. Okay, excellent. But that was with uh, different bandmates. There was quite a few different members. The only the only members was me and Joe. That was okay. it. Everybody else was not on that. Joe, record. you're so quiet. Do you have any messages? I, I was a part of that record, and you, <laughs> you can find it on iTunes. And you just type in "life in 24 frames" and spell out 24. No, don't put the numbers. That works. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex and Jason, do you guys have anything to add since you've been so quiet? Oh man, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, uh, I like this band. You should like it too. <laughs> Great. Well, (laughs) without further ado. Just a forewarning, though. Anybody who goes to iTunes to buy Time Trails, it's a little bit different than what you're going to be hearing right now. Okay. Because the band's different. The writing structure is different now. So. You sound so musical with your big beard and your cool hat. It is a large beard. It's great. Well, uh, again, thank you guys for coming in. Let us enjoy some. This is the new. I'm going to call it Neo Life in 24 Frames. There you go. The new Life in 24 Frames. Yeah. 
You can add that to your album. Well, now that Peter Jackson's shooting in 60, let's okay. just call it life in 60 frames. Okay. Go see The Hobbit in 60 frames. I hear, but then you guys would be too realistic, yeah. and it wouldn't look good. It would look like Spanish soap opera. All right, let's get to it. That sounds great. <laughs> awesome. Count me in, sweetheart. All right. One, two, three, two, and a... Fall into love again 
each other's skin sleep halfway through the song i'm like no the lyrics i'm done hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.